distinguish the thin, lanky figure of Kircher, the manager of the reserve, drooping over the tiller. The other man in the boat was one of the fishermen from the village. They would have been out since dawn. Maybe we should have red mullet for lunch. Out at sea, a Nederland Lloyd liner moved on its way from Marseille to Villefranche. It was all very good and peaceful. I was thinking that tomorrow night I would have to pack my suitcase and that early Saturday morning I would have to go by bus into Toulon and catch the train for Paris. The train would be near Arles in the heat of the day. My body would stick to the hard leather seats of the third-class compartment and there would be a layer of dust and soot over everything. I would be tired and thirsty by the time we reached Dijon. I must remember to take a bottle of water with me with perhaps a little wine in it. I would be glad to get to Paris, but not for long. There would be the walk from the platforms of the Gare de Lyon to the platforms of the Metro. My suitcase would be heavy by then. Direction Neuilly to Concord. Change. Direction Méridici to Gare Montparnasse. Change. Direction Port d'Orléans to Alésia. Exit. Mont Rouge. Avenue de Châtillon, Hôtel de Bordeaux. And, on Monday morning, there would be breakfast standing at the counter of the Café de Lorient and another metro journey. D'Enfer Rochereau to Étoile and a walk down the Avenue Marceau. Monsieur Mathis would be already there. Good morning, Monsieur Vadassi. You're looking very well. This term you will take elementary English, advanced German and elementary Italian. I myself will take the advanced English. We have twelve new students. There are three businessmen and nine waiters. All are for English. There is none who wishes Hungarian. Another year. But, meanwhile, there were the pines and the sea, the red rocks and the sand. I stretched luxuriously, and a lizard darted across the tiled floor of the terrace. It stopped suddenly to bask in the sun beyond the shadow of my chair. I could see the pulse beating in its throat. Its tail lay curved in a neat semicircle, making a tangent of the diagonal division between the tiles. Lizards have an uncanny sense of design. It was this lizard which reminded me of my photographs. I possess only two objects of value in this world. One of them is a camera, the other a letter dated February 10th, 1867, from Deac to von Bist. If someone were to offer me money for the letter, I should accept it thankfully. But I'm very fond of the camera, and nothing but starvation would induce me to part with it. I'm not a particularly good photographer, but I get a lot of pleasure pretending that I am. I had been taking photographs at the reserve and had, the previous day, taken an exposed spool into the village chemist's shop to be developed. Now, in the ordinary way, I shouldn't dream of letting anyone else develop my films. Half the pleasure of amateur photography lies in doing your own darkroom work. But I'd been experimenting, and if I didn't see the results of the experiments before I left Saint-Gatien, I should have no opportunity of making use of them. So I'd left the film with the chemist. The negative was to be developed and dry by eleven o'clock. The time was eleven-thirty. If I went to the chemist's now, I should have time to get back, bathe, and have an aperitif before lunch. I walked along the terrace 
round through the gardens and up the steps to the road. By now the sun was beating down so fiercely that the air above the asphalt was quivering. I had no hat, and when I touched my hair it was burning hot. I draped a handkerchief over my head and walked up the hill, and then down the main street leading to the harbour. The chemist's shop was cool and smelt of perfume and disinfectant. The sound of the doorbell had barely died away before the chemist was facing me over the counter. His eyes met mine, but he seemed not to recognize me. Monsieur, I left a spool of film yesterday to be developed. It's not ready yet. It was promised for eleven o'clock. It's not ready yet, he repeated steadily. I was silent for a moment. There was something curious about the chemist's manner. His eyes, magnified by the thick pebble glasses he wore, remained fixed on mine.